0: The San Jose Sharks fall 5-2 to two against the Buffalo Sabres. I don't know what it is about Buffalo. It's just that shade of blue is some kind of kryptonite. We'll talk about all that and more after this. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and join the conversation, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans across the page, that being the YouTube page, or on the Instagram, the uh, Twitter machine, Facebook threads, Discord, Reddit, TikTok, all that and more over at tealtownusa.com. And of course, you can always support the pod over at Venmo, at tealtownusa. We're always trying to get better internet for Buckeye. (laughs) It'll never get old. (laughs) Well... You know what else never gets old? My co-host, Mr. Ian Reed. How are you doing this afternoon, Ian?
1: Uh, I'm all right. I I hope I don't get old because, man, I've done, like, I think this is three in a row. (laughs) So I hope you guys aren't sick of me yet because I think I have one
0: more coming up, too yeah what is this groundhog day i don't know well i mean since we last left you uh you know the the san jose sharks had a very nice emotional win against the rags uh and then follow it up with i would say a, a performance that was was fairly decent off the hop um you know the at the first period um the Sharks were able to score the first two goals. You know, Mark Edward Vlasic getting his third on the season with Eklund and Emberson getting the assist there at 8.05. I will say the shots were very heavily skewed in favor of the Sabres. But I think the Sharks were able to really uh, execute on their on their odd man rushes. And, and I think were able to do just enough to get some lateral movement with the goaltender that you know, they didn't need to generate a lot of shot volume. But, I mean, to me, territorially, Buffalo looked like they had, you know, kind of pushed play for, for most of the first. I mean, what do you see in?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the typical way that, that the games where the Sharks have gone, right? They've they've generally had to been very good making good on what little they do because they don't do a lot in a lot of these games. I think that Buffalo definitely had... The shot volume, I think they definitely had the, the quality of shots too. I thought, you know, um, the score would say otherwise, but I didn't think Kapokoknen had an overly rough game. I thought he was fine. Um, the Sharks just couldn't outscore their problems in this one. And yeah, I mean, it's it is what it is at this point.
0: Yeah, but, uh, you know, getting back to to something that did do well. I mean, Jan Ruda jumping up in the play and, you know, pushing a little bit of offense from the blue line, which was nice to see on the second Sharks goal. Um, That would be his second of the season, and William Eklund um, would get his 13th assist of the season. So, I mean, you're seeing, you know, a young guy and William Eklund doing a lot of – you know creative assisting um, on a couple of goals and you know this is what you want to see from this kid i mean uh, you know we want him to excel you know there's considering where he's drafted there's there's a lot of pressure for him to excel and in needing to be a home run type pick but you know again it, it takes players all all different at different levels different times to to go forward right and and as a player that you know, coming over from the Swedish Elite League and having to change a little bit of his style, having to fill out into his body a little bit more, William Eklund was going to be a little bit of a, uh, you know, of a, of a project. And not not necessarily not because of talent, but just because, you know, he's got to fill out and he's got to play the game here. Yeah. So, I, this is, this is all good for me, Ian. I mean, good, good to see that he, again, is chipping in and,
1: yeah, yeah, I've liked William Eklund this season. I I I mean this season, let's be honest, there's been there's been more low points than high points. So you have to kind of look for for like some of the things that you that you like going forward, right? And I think going forward, like I like what William Eklund has done in his first full season in the NHL. I think that you know, on this team where offense has been hard to come by, he's he's you know, he's factored in um, his fair share. Um, you know, a guy like um, like Zetterland, I've been super happy with. Um, I think he's been a guy who's super grown on me now. He's probably one of my favorite players on this team We're starting the season, I'm like, I don't know what this dude's all about. And, you know, I, I had I had questions and I was skeptical, but now, like, you know, Zetterland's one of my favorite players on this team, I think, at this point. So, you know, there's definitely been some 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 positive points. And, you know, you're talking about offense from the blue line. I, I like Vlasic's game a lot um this game and that's not something that I say very often on this show but I thought offensively like he was really you know he can sometimes be really really sneaky on how he kind of pinches into the play without people realizing he's there because I think a lot of people look at Vlasic and they think of him as you know a defensive first guy Uh, and sometimes you know I thought he picked his spots really well to kind of to get up into the offense this game and the Sharks you know he scored a goal and the Sharks I thought were We're on their way.
0: But, Ian, hashtag uh, QMJHL stats. Yes. (laughs) For Vlasic, I mean, (laughs) right? Because he was was pretty prolific in junior, right? As far as scoring goes. I mean, the Sharks kind of thought they were going to get a little bit more of a two-way kind of guy when they drafted him, right?
1: I mean, the talent was definitely like,
0: yeah, I don't know. But anyhow, getting back to the game, uh, JJ Petrucca would get his 17th of the season. Uh, Dylan Cousins and Owen Power getting the assist there. That one kind of hurts for some of those stats nerds who, uh, stats and draft nerds who felt the Sharks should have picked you know uh, Petrucca at at uh, the the um, drafting spot that we had a, a few years ago. Uh, Doug Wilson Jr. You know, helming the 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 uh, draft development team at that point and you know again one one that kind of slips away and you're like Ugh, you know that kind of always stinks you know it's one that you you would love to have seen in teal or at least get the shot to develop in the in the shark system but you know the crux of it is developing in the shark system right
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i i a lot of people really like jj Paterka, and I, I i get it um I, I you know the 2020 draft like i there, there, there was a time where I think like the 2020 draft, I wasn't really paying much attention to to prospects or anything. So like, I didn't have a board for that draft. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, I, I have no receipts to pull out where I'm like, Oh man, Turco was totally at the pick there. I, a lot of people did like him though. A lot of people don't like, um, didn't like the wise pick. I get it. I love Ozzy wise um, But I, you know, but that's the guy we have. Right. So, I, I you you can kind of relitigate these these draft classes and I think, you know, a lot, there was a lot of that on Twitter um during this game and I can definitely understand why uh has been really really good um for the Sabers. Um yeah, I mean it, it sucks uh, obviously when when a guy kind of slips through your fingers like that, but you
0: know, it's done. It was what, 4 years ago now. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Um so this is this is coming in from the locker room and thank you uh Puckeye and, and AJ for always getting us the quotes and stuff. Um so you know Couture saying I don't think we did a rough around the net and on our own then we we were as tight. Um they turned their game up uh a notch and, and we didn't. And I mean, you know, kind of dovetailing back into the game at eighteen oh one, Jordan Greenway gets a sixth of the season and uh one of those I mean First off, I've always loved Jordan Greenway, the player. I think he's just, mm-hmm. um, you know, really good, solid body, a guy that you'd love to have on a, on a playoff run. You know, somebody who's just a I, he's he kind of reminds me of a Holmstrom light, right? Just a, one of those big bodies that you just can't move around and just you hate playing against them. But man, you'd love him to play on your team. Uh, but Tuck and um, uh, Middlestad getting the assists there and. This is kind of what the crux of what Couture was saying, right? They kind of got bullied a little bit in front of their own net tonight. And I, I think one, well, this afternoon, one guy, I think in particular, you look at <laughs> Ohtiuk o- o- was pretty victimized in his own zone the, the, this afternoon. Yeah. And we've talked about how we kind of started off as maybe seeing him as something that that could be a valuable piece, maybe as like a, six, seven kind of fringe kind of guy downgraded to, I I don't even know if he's like a third pairing AHL guy, right? I mean, he's it's just a really precipitous fall. And I don't know if it's just that he's hitting that rookie slash like youngish defenseman wall where, you know, you, you get to a certain point and they adapt or they don't. And I don't know what, what what are you seeing and what are you reading on on uh, oh, to, um, yeah.
1: I I I've never been a fan. Um, I think this is a guy who I understand why they wanted to bring him in. Right, he's a big he's a big guy. Um, and he you know he he plays a heavy game, but I I've never gotten like this is a player I've never gotten. This is a player I've been pretty critical of all season. This is a guy who I think now obviously. Injuries being what they are, I guess there's a spot for him on this team. But this is a guy that I would have sent down to the Barracuda forever ago yeah. at this point. Like, you have a guy like uh,
0: Knishev down in the AHL
1: right now. and understand. I think he's a better defenseman than than Nihotuk. I don't,
0: you know, I and just... And kind of a known commodity at this point, right? I mean, you know what you're going to get from him. And, I mean, I think he's a little bit more steady than Nihotuk is at this point.
1: Yeah, I... Again, I don't, I don't know what the the sharks see in him. I understand he's a guy that, he's a part of the Timo Meyer trade. So obviously they, they think very highly of him. But whatever they see, I don't see it. Yeah.
0: Well, going into that second period, uh, you know the Sharks would would then give up uh, the tie that they were able to mount in that first period, and Alex Tuck getting his 14th of the season with Casey Middlestat getting his 30th goal or 30th assist on the season. Excuse me. And, uh, you know, one guy that we didn't talk about being inserted into the lineup, uh, you know, and, and at the at the cost of someone else. Right. So Henry Thrun going on the injured reserve and uh, Muka Madolin getting called up. And uh, you yeah, know, Couture adding, you know, he's got great poise. He's young, big, tall, <laughs> but strong. Um, and I I thought he had a decent showing.
1: Yeah, I thought he had a good game. I mean, first game in the NHL, I thought I thought he was good. Um, maybe you know, I think it's easy to look good when your third pairing's an absolute tire fire. Um, but I didn't. I didn't really have any like issues with his game that I that are newer different from what I've seen from him uh in the AHL I think it's nice that he gets an opportunity to come up and get some games in before the trade deadline while there's still some other people on this team to play with and I think I like I like putting him with Jan Ruda I thought it was a good it was a good pairing it's a good guy uh to learn from so yeah I mean I I really liked his game and I'm glad that he got a shot to kind of show something at the nhl level
0: yeah you know jan ruda has that like elder statesman paul martin feel to yeah. him doesn't he you know yeah, just well, a... he's,
1: he's he's been there done that multiple cup rings yeah
0: uh so muka Medulin's uh, stat line on the uh on the evening uh he'd end up at uh three shots he'd have uh two block shots which is nice um he'd have a hit one takeaway and two giveaways on 19 minutes of 21 seconds. So also good to see that the sharks, you know, and, and the staff playing him, um, you know, a good amount of time, especially for the yeah. him up.
1: Yeah, because that's the concern, right? Like you, the one last thing you want is to bring a guy up like that and then play him four minutes and then overtax the rest of your blue line. It's, so it's it's nice that the that the coaching staff, you know, not only were they, you know. Obviously, they enjoyed the call-up. They liked having him being called up, but they trusted him to go out and, and try and be a factor in this game.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, you know, un- unfortunately, it wouldn't be enough of a factor. And in that third period, J.J. Petreco would again strike uh, at four minutes and 33 seconds in. Cousins and Quinn would get the assists there, and then Dylan Cousins would get the empty net or unassisted at fifteen forty-four with the Sharks pulling the goal. Goaltender pretty early. Um four minutes. Yeah,
1: Patrick Wad's back in the league, so we gotta David Quinn's <laughs> like, I gotta do this before Wad does it. <laughs>
0: like he's gotta uh, be the game. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I, I I totally feel you on that one. Uh Ian and you know what? The tank is back on, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> never
1: never a doubt. Never had a doubt. I mean I said uh, this last game, right? Like enjoy the wins because when when it stops and It could stop for a while now looking at some of these upcoming games. Yep. You know, I mean, other than there's, I mean, they do have a game against the Ducks and they do have a game against Seattle uh, in the middle of, or not Seattle, sorry, Columbus, uh, in the middle of February. (laughs) I mean, there's, there's points that they could probably pick up, but I think there's uh, I think it's going to be another bunch of losses coming up. That's my opinion, Uh,
0: which is what we want ultimately. And one of the guys leading the charge on the tank, Mr. Mark Edward Vlasic, here, <laughs> was, it, uh, was was in the rush. Uh, he was skating. He was moving really well since he's been in the lineup and on a regular basis scoring goals. He's got, what, three goals? That's vintage Mark Edward Vlasic. <laughs> a little bit of cheek, tongue-in-cheek there from the captain. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's good to see that there's some um i I, you know some comedic relief you know with cooch back in the locker room and you know it's just nice to see him with the with the guys skating and again you know his his um injury and and just kind of getting back from kind of how gruesome it was it's it's just good to see him on the ice and you know good to see them um starting to integrate him back in and again the, the comedic relief is always great between him and eddie right i mean Eddie has just that great deadpan and he's yeah. just able to, <laughs> to, to to say the most ridiculous things with the most straight stone cold faces. I, just, I love Mark Edward and, you know, hopefully he'll retire and, you know, he'll he'll played as, as a shark his whole career. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where he ends up um, and, and where they end up. But the Sharks end up on the wrong side of a 5-2 to two, uh, loss against the Buffalo Sabres. And uh, you know shots thirty six twenty five in favor of Buffalo. Uh, you know clearly the the Sabers push play. I think their um, their lineup you know kind of really did lengthen out at the end, and you could kind of see that. You know again the Sharks are getting more depth, but still not enough to compete, and still not enough to to be anything other than a middling team at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean the Sabres are an interesting team, right? Cuz I think when you when you're in the situation that the Sharks are in and we know the goal at this point, right? We're looking at the draft. But um, this is a team that's been looking at the draft for quite a while now. Um, and this is kind of like, this is this is the warning. This is the team that you don't want to end up being when it's all said and done, is, is this team in Buffalo. Obviously, look, at the Eastern Conference is, is a tough conference. There are a lot of really, really good teams in the Eastern Conference. And obviously, there's some real... I mean, there's some juggernauts in the Eastern Conference, let's be completely honest here. And in order for a team like Buffalo or Ottawa, you know, teams that have been really bad for a while to, to make a move and get back into playoffs, you have to unseat some of those teams. And so far, um, for different reasons, obviously, that that's been that's been a difficult thing for for both teams. You know, And obviously, Buffalo, I think they made a mistake in how they handled Jack Eichel. Um, because obviously, like a, you know, you wonder. You look at this team and you see what this team has, and you wonder what what could have been if you know you just let Jack Eichel get the surgery you wanted to begin with before you completely uh tanked that
0: relationship. And
1: you know, I mean, this this is the. I mean, the
0: the the surgery that he picked is also you know playing out quite nicely for him, and the way in which it's worked out with with Vegas, so.
1: Well, exactly. And, and, and that, that's I mean, yeah. one of
0: the I wanted to bring up to you, Ian, on, on Buffalo is not only could it be not only is it the mismanagement of the roster on the business side, but I think culturally Buffalo has just been a losing culture for a long time well this
1: is why this so i understand why people have issues with david quinn right because there's obviously look at do i think he's the greatest coach to ever coach no do i think that there's some things that definitely perplex me yes but when you know the the one thing that you can say in buffalo is is not like you want you want to talk about culture i mean how many coaches have they gone through exactly when things didn't like when things didn't go even remotely the right direction well got to change the coach and then we got to change the coach again and then we got to change the coach again and I think it's hard to establish anything now now look at I I understand people in the chat are going to start screaming at me and being like yeah but what is David Quinn establishing here and is that going to be good long term you know and I will I will concede that point I'm not sure if it's going to be good long term but I think it's better than a new voice every six months every nine months. There is something to to be said for stable... Yeah, there's there's something to be said for stability. Exactly. uh, Especially in a rebuild. So I, I, you know, is this all going to work out? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, but I would rather, you know, I think David Quinn does some things that definitely annoy me, but I'd rather some stability rather than just completely upheaving everything every time something goes remotely the wrong way.
0: Yeah, and just having the same voice, the same system, the same you know, expectations from season to season, you can go into an off season and kind of know what the off season program is going to be kind of know where you need to be. Every time you you switch staffs up, I mean, you're, you're, again, philosophies change how people do things change if whether or not they change the up on the entire staff, you know, could be a, you know, just a small reshuffle could be a complete reorg shuffle. But again something to be said about stability across a franchise so you know it i I feel bad for the people of buffalo long suffering and and boy that mean that that sports city is just you know it pays its dues insofar as them watching their their sports and loving their teams and just getting crushed i mean
1: buffalo used to be the king of television like they used to draw
0: better numbers on tv than anyone else in the league yeah yeah well ian i mean i think this kind of bookends this one um you know again the shirts losing five to two against buffalo buffalo you know trying to claw back in i think what they're seven points out now um but um you know trying to trying to make it a trying to make a go of getting back into this thing but might might be running out of runway um we'd be remiss to talk if we didn't talk about you know first stop being pride night so um Well, um, you know, we're very happy to celebrate with everyone and hockey is for everybody. And we're so glad that, um, you know, the Sharks are able to um, go out there and have this um, uh, have this type of uh, interaction with with the fundraising and with the uh, with the team helping out. And and again, just having the good goodwill between the community and the fundraising really. Uh Oh. Uh, Hold on. We have... You got all roboty there. Uh-oh. I think we're back (laughs) no we're back and uh, thank you for everybody who uh, decided to stick around but we were just uh, quickly talking about uh, hockey is for everyone and uh, pride night and again just uh, some great um, uh, some great organizational uh, shout outs to the San Francisco earthquakes um, and, and again to to gay pride and, and gay um gay rights advocacy throughout the Bay Area, so very awesome to see. Uh, and then I mean, quickly Ian but yeah, I know we want to quickly wrap this up. It wasn't wasn't too much of a thrilling show, but um, we have to talk about a new jersey. I mean, we saw a new jersey got released. Um, the new sharks Finn Cali, uh, almost black armor esque type uh jersey. Well, what were your thoughts?
1: yeah um, I, it's it's fine um, I don't I like the Finn logo like I've always been a fan of the Finn logo I'm glad they brought the Finn logo back but um, I just I don't like it as a primary logo I think it's too there's it's very plain so I don't know but it's fine I mean I it just to me it seems silly to release it when they did
0: yeah I thought the timing was a little after Christmas and
1: like it's weird right because like there's going to be no third jerseys next year from what I understand so um the the timing of it all just seems really weird
0: that's that's kind of what I thought too and um I like the Finn logo I think it's really uh, an awesome take on the third logo and using it as a primary I think is a very interesting take um again the the team isn't doing so well so maybe generating some hype generating some interest and you know bringing in uh something to talk about so that's so that's cool i guess uh, you know gives us something to talk I, about i you, mean
1: i personally can't wait for them to win all 11 games and then we can just blame the jerseys for for screwing <laughs> up the tank that's that's what i'm looking forward to
0: yeah right <laughs> um okay well i think uh i think you can um I think we'll uh, go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, and we want to say thank you to everybody um, for you know showing up and uh, staying through this uh, this particular cast. Unfortunately, we had a quick internet breakdown, but I'm glad that we were able to get the backups in and uh, get it back up to YouTube. But it looks like we're just kind of chugging along. So anyhow, uh, Ian, um, I'll let you have your final thoughts and uh, where the people can find you.
1: Yeah, Um when the sharks do bad it's good um <laughs> at least at this point in the season uh barracuda had a nice win last night they play tonight against the calgary wranglers uh it is free on AHL TV. all you have to do is make an AHL TV account if you haven't have one made one already uh it's the free game tonight i believe it starts at 6 uh pacific 9 eastern so uh, if you want to catch some free barracuda action and uh if if you didn't catch the game last night on TV, uh, they'll, they'll be on uh, AHL TV for free tonight. So check them out.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Ian for, for that. And, um, and you can find them across, uh, the social media using the Ian blocks, hockey, uh, Twitter sphere. <laughs> as far as, uh, as far as where I am at, you can use my first name, E R I K last name, L A N D I across all the social media garbage and uh you know final thoughts uh when the sharks do good it's good when the sharks do bad it's good <laughs> question <Yep>. mark <laughs> but uh Sounds but right yeah right but in case you in case you miss it and you want to check us out again uh smash uh the like the subscribe and the bell button for uh getting those notifications after we go live of course if you're a long timer you know that we go live after every single sharks game so I don't know why we do this to ourselves but we continually do it. And uh, we also put it up on uh, podcast form so you can uh, also commiserate in our misery on podcast form as well. That being on the Apple podcast uh, store, Google Play store, uh, the YouTube rewind if you want to see our tears, uh, you know, in the video, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Odyssey. And you can check out all of our com- uh, collective uh, misery over at TealTownUSA.com. <laughs> you know, you have to have some levity in this, folks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> for, for everybody here at uh, Tealtown USA. thank you so much for joining us uh, this afternoon. And uh, like we always say around these parts, uh, hockey is for everyone. But also, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real, teal. And we'll catch you after the next game. Good Afternoon, folks.